It's Monday, February 12th, 2024. Go Niners. Yes, it's after the Super Bowl, and I'm sorry our beautiful Niners lost, but I'm happy for Taylor. Thank you, Taylor Swift, for supporting democracy. I'm glad your guy won. But I'm really sad the Niners lost. I'm from California, California gal. I went to school in San Francisco and went to college there. It's my second home, or my third home. Here's the latest news from the Political Woman podcast. Trump, for no reason whatsoever, insults Nikki Haley and her husband. Why do this? Other than the fact that he is a psychopath, he's leading Nikki Haley for the Republican nomination. Here's what he said. Nobody to see me at Mar-a-Lago, sir, I will never run against you. She brought her husband. Where's her husband? Oh, he's away. He's away. Where, what happened to her husband? What happened to her husband? Where is he? He's gone. And here is how Nikki Haley responded. Michael is being deployed serving our country. Something you know nothing about. Someone who continually disrespects the sacrifices of military families has no business being commander-in-chief. I don't agree with any of Nikki Haley's politics, but I agree with her on this. After insulting a man who serves his country and a woman who supports her husband, Trump then insults all of our world allies by saying he would encourage Russia to attack delinquent NATO members. Here's the bite. If we don't pay, are you still going to protect us? I said, absolutely not. They couldn't believe the answer. And everybody, you never saw more money pour in to Secretary General Stoltenberg. Well, I don't know if he is anymore, but he was my biggest fan. He said, all these presidents came in, they'd make a speech, they'd leave, and that was it. And they all owed money, and they wouldn't pay it. I came in, I made a speech, and I said, you got to pay up. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. And the money came flowing in. Here's what's really ironic here. Trump is famous for not paying his bills. He's famous for not paying his lawyers what he owes them, and he is infamous for not paying workers who helped build his hotel empire. Now, Trump's remarks came as the GOP is debating whether to provide additional aid to Ukraine, which is fighting a war with Russia after being invaded by Moscow in 2022. Now, Senate is considering legislation that would give $60 billion to Ukraine. House Republicans have said that they would not support that, and we shall see. Now, Ukraine is fighting for democracy. Ukraine is fighting for all of the other countries in Europe who would be next on Putin's list. And it's important that we support democracies in the world. Now, for now, I've heard enough from the wannabe dictator, but we're going to have to get to his court dates in a bit. <laughs> Here are two Biden items. One, the special counsel, which was investigating Joe Biden, 
will not seek charges against him for having classified documents. Why? Because he returned them right away. But in that document written by a Trump-appointed special prosecutor, the prosecutor heavily criticized Biden for being old, for being forgetful, etc., etc., etc. Lots of cheap shots from this Republican. And a very poorly written document. He needed an editor. Biden fired back, said, yes, yes, he's old, but saying he has a good memory. Here's a Biden soundbite. My memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. Biden was upset mostly, I think, because this dude attacked his memory, Biden's memory, in regards to when his son, Bo, died. And the president was very angry about that. Talked about the rosary he wears. It's just a, another cheap freaking shot. And the press, whoa, animals. And I say this as a member of, former member of the press corps, the Washington press corps. And yes, I used to yell out questions to the president. Once when Chelsea turned 18, I shouted out to President Clinton, how do you feel now that your daughter's 18? <laughs> I know, it was like stupid, but you know, we wanted that soundbite. He was too far away and he didn't answer. This frenzy at the White House when Biden made himself available was just disgusting. It was like somebody opened the floodgates about age. So now, because of this special cross prosecutor mentioning the age, we can ask him about his age. That he's old, that he's doddering. Let's get him on age. You know, we really have a problem in this country with older people. We don't cherish older people. We don't respect older people the way we should. It's like, you're old now. Go away and die. We need to stop worrying about Biden's age, honestly and start worrying about the threat to democracy because there's a threat and we need to put aside these petty issues. And I do say it's petty. We don't like older people in this country and we need to address that because you get old, everybody does. And when people are experienced, we need to use that. We need to embrace that rather than wanna push them aside. I was reading a column in the New York Times and the guy, was criticizing old politicians. And he mentioned uh, Dianne Feinstein being in a wheelchair. And it's like, I have no problem, none whatsoever with older lawmakers, as long as they're sharp. So what if somebody has to be in a wheelchair? So what? As long as they have a good memory and they know what they're doing. And Biden knows what he's doing. He has turned this country around. But perception is reality, and there's a perception. And we don't like old people. We don't embrace old people. We don't respect them for their experience. Moving on. Supreme Court. Woof. I don't think the Supreme Court is so supreme anymore. Now, I covered the court for 10 years, and it was a joy. It was a joy every time I walked into that building, every time I got to listen to the arguments. I was embarrassed listening to them last week. They are like a bunch of weak-minded, scared hacks. 
They're bought and paid for by the highest bidder. And they are not the greatest legal minds in this country. Not anymore. And that Clarence Thomas, he would jump in to talk, to ask the first question every chance he got. And he sounded like an idiot. He did. And if you don't believe me, listen to this. Here's a soundbite. I welcome the court's questions. Uh, Mr. Mitchell, would you, uh, uh, you didn't uh, spend much time uh, on your argument with respect to whether or not Section 3 is self-executing. So would you address that? And, and in doing that, uh, your argument is that it's not self-executing, but then in that case, what would the role of the state be? Uh, uh, or is it entirely up to Congress to implement uh, the disqualification uh, in Section 3. Not only could he not spit out his question, he should have recused himself because his wife is a MAGA who helped pay for buses for the January 6th insurrection. He needed to recuse himself, and there's no oversight whatsoever. And there he is sputtering around showing off to the rich guys who have him there, who pay for all his stuff. His wife needs to be prosecuted and he needs to go. But he'll probably get some payment from the rich old dudes who are anti-democratic. I'm sorry, it's just disgusting. At one point in the Supreme Court case, and this was the Colorado case to keep Trump off the ballot. One of the main questions that they seem to stay focused on here was the question, why should one state decide who should become president? And it's like, okay, really? It's not one state, you ninnies. It's the Constitution. It's not one state, it's you, the Supreme Court. Remember, that's your job. Your job is to read the Constitution and know the Constitution and not just listen to this right-wing dude who is actually the... Uh, also the guy who was the anti-abortion guy in from Texas, that Mitchell. Huh, man, what a mess. And while we're on the court, before we move away, the Supreme Court, that ruling could come at any time. And it looks like they're going to rule for Trump and keep him on the ballot, which is fine, honestly. It's fine because I want everybody to vote. I want them to vote. I want everyone to vote and get rid of this guy. But his PR machine's so good and they message so much better than the Democrats. Who knows what's going to happen? You know, Mexicans for Trump, Latinos for Trump. Little do they know that he wants to put all of us in a camp. While we're on the Supreme Court, Trump's lawyers have until today, sometime, this Monday, to appeal their loss in the federal appeals court on his presidential immunity claim. Now, once they file that appeal, it will be up to the Supreme Court uh, to decide whether or not they are going to hear that argument or whether they're going to let the appeals court ruling stand. So we'll be watching that. And this Thursday, this coming Thursday, is going to be Trump Trials Thursday day after Valentine's Day. We're going to see two hearings in Trump criminal cases in New York. Justice Juan Marichon, 
is expected to say whether he will go ahead with a March 25th start date to try Trump on charges he falsified business records regarding hush money payments to an adult film actress in 2016. The porn star case. It looks like at this point that Marishan is going to go through and start. And this will be Trump's first criminal trial. America's first criminal trial of a former president. And this was also the case where they charged Trump first. Oh, there's kind of a little symmetry there. In Atlanta, different judge, different case, is going to grapple with these allegations that a romantic relationship between the district attorney and her deputy was improper and tainted the Trump case and 18 others in their efforts to overturn, undo the 2020 vote count in Georgia. Trump and his lawyers and other defendants are throwing everything they can at the wall to see if it'll stick, charging now that not only was it an improper relationship and that she was benefiting from giving him a job, but also that she said things when she was in the church. Remember, I played a lot of that in one of my podcasts and that that tainted the trial for some reason. So we'll see what that judge has to say. Who knows what he's going to do? But legal experts say that there was nothing improper, that it has nothing to do with the case. But we shall see. Back up to New York, Judge Arthur Engeron is supposed to rule soon on how much Trump and his companies must pay for misstating the value of properties in his business empire. This is a civil case. And the state attorney general is seeking hundreds of millions of dollars from Trump. But it's not so much the money as that Trump will lose control and not be able to do business in New York. And that will hurt his empire. I mean, he could take, he has hotels in other places. It's just the New York thing. Now, Engeron is angry with Trump's team for another reason. He read in the paper or he read online or he read somewhere that Alan Weisselberg, you guys remember him? He's the Trump financial officer. He's the older guy who kind of threw himself under the bus for Trump and went to jail. So he's already served time for illegal convictions. And now he's working with the district attorney in the other case to try to work out a plea deal for allegedly committing perjury. Now, this is according to reports. So when Engeron heard about this, he sent a letter to Trump's team and to others saying, what's going on? I'm trying to rule on this, and I want to know, did one of the people who testified in my trial lie? So there's that going on. It's just really a tangled web. It really is. It's like if you're already confused about what trial's happening when, you know, I didn't even want to bring this up, but it might be something. I mean, honestly, talk about Joe Biden being old. What about this poor Alan Weisselberg? I mean, I do, I feel sorry for him because he's this man who worked for Trump for years and years and, you know, he's gone to jail already, like Michael Cohen and... Now he might go to jail again. 
I mean, at least Joe Biden is trying to be president. This guy's just trying to stay out of jail in his old age. And I, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. See, I did it. Meantime, back down in Florida, Jack Smith, our favorite prosecutor, is going at it with the Trump judge, the judge that Trump appointed, Eileen Cannon. She's kind of a frightmare. She kind of makes mistakes, and then they have to take it to the appeals court, and then she's overruled. Special counsel Jack Smith and Trump's legal team are engaged in a heated battle over whether the names of witnesses and others in this documents case should be made public. Judge Cannon has sided with the defense. Oh, what a surprise. She sided with Trump, saying that the defense can allow names to be unsealed. Oh, my God. Doesn't she know lives are at stake? People get swatted? People get threatened? Last week, Jack Smith, my favorite prosecutor, who I named my dog after, asked her to reconsider, saying that unsealing the names would disclose the identities of numerous potential witnesses, along with the substance of their statements they made to the FBI or to the grand jury, exposing them to significant and immediate risks of threats, intimidation, and harassment. And that is a quote from the document. So we're going to see what's going to happen there. She's already saying she's going to release the names. I'm sure he, he's going to take it to an appeals court. And then this might be a signal that he's going to ask her, ask for another judge or move the case to another jurisdiction. And the Senate, finally, is going to gavel into session tomorrow or today, Monday, about noon, to work on that foreign aid package, and I'll update you tomorrow. So follow me on TikTok, YouTube, and I'll be updating everything with videos all week. The House of Representatives is going to try to impeach Mayorkas again because they failed to do it. So we shall see about that. I'm sure we're going to hear more about Biden's age this coming week and the border. Since Republicans now are struggling to find an issue, because they're losing the border as an issue because they won't pass even a compromise bill. And no, the president just can't do all this stuff. He, he shouldn't. I mean, there are some things the president can do. He could do more. But it's not good. It's not precedent. It's not something we should be doing. Just close the border here, close the border there. I wanted to leave you with Taylor Swift, Usher, or Alicia Keys because they are such talents halftime show I'm Gloria Moraga political woman please subscribe please follow me have a great week and be safe some people live for the fortune Some people live just for the fame Some people live for the power Yeah Some people live just to play the game Some people think that the visitor